Good morning, everyone. Welcome. We're so happy you're here this morning. Uh, welcome to Harvard Divinity School at the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. Uh, some of you may have heard that we have um, a construction project underway that we're very excited about, Schwartz Hall. You may have walked past it. Uh, the beautiful Gothic building that you might see some boarded up windows. Uh, so therefore, that's why we're here uh, in the American Academy. But you also might notice that there are faculty on, uh, from Harvard Divinity School that are Academy members. Um, and I, we really encourage you, if you have time, to look at some of the letters on the wall. And we'd like to thank our host for having us here today. Uh, our dean, this is our dean's welcome, uh, and he will be here with us shortly. So we're, we have the task of warming you up. You know, if you've ever seen a studio audience, we will do the best we can. <laughs> Maybe we can have a few laughs here and there. Um, but we just wanted to ask you all first. We know that you, some of you at least, have been traveling to get here. We've seen the suitcases. It's all very exciting. Just curious, how many of you are either international students or people or traveled internationally, if you want to raise your hand? Okay, a few of you, wonderful. And how many are here from the West Coast, generally speaking? Okay, that's a nice little contingent. Anybody from the Southern states, raise your hand. All right, Midwesterners, there you go. <laughs> Any East Coast folks? Oh, okay, a little dominance there going on, okay. How about Boston, Cambridge locals? Oh, pretty significant, all right. Well, welcome, whether you walked here or flew here, or got on the train or bus, uh, really welcome you, and let's just get started. Wanted to tell you, first of all, that um, you uh, will be amongst a very um, mixed group of folks, as you can see geographically. Um, today, we are expecting throughout the day almost 150 people who are attending uh, just the Theological Education Day. But you also have amongst you 40 participants in the Diversity Explorations Program. And they, too, like you, are traveled from across the country for a three-day program. So you all be together today, nearly 200 people uh, in all kinds of sessions and classes. So I hope that you'll have a chance to get to know each other, because these might be your classmates, should you uh, apply, get admitted, and decide to come to Harvard Divinity School. And even if you don't, uh, nowadays with social media, you can still make a really wonderful connection and have a lifelong friend. Um, these are some just basic facts about Harvard Divinity School that you all, I'm assuming, may already know, um, but it's worth thinking about. Um, so we're the first non-sectarian school uh, in the U.S., uh, and that basically just means we're not affiliated with any particular uh, faith organization, uh, but conversely, we actually are uh, a leader in world religions. Um, so this is a place where you can come and dive deeply into a tradition while at the same time maybe have the opportunity, I say maybe because it's, it's dependent on your uh, program and what you'd like to do, but you do have the opportunity and room in your curriculum to study a religion, a faith, uh, that you maybe have always been curious about, maybe a little bit, you know, uh, even concerned about. Maybe there's a literacy in religion you're interested in gaining while you're here, uh, and this is a place that you could do that. 
Um, also wanted to mention that the programs here, you're going to learn later in the day if you stay for the degree programs panel, um, are notable for their interdisciplinary nature. So we do train ministers, uh, in quotes I say, because with different faiths, not every faith uses the term ministers, but we're using it provisionally. We do train ministers, and that in some circles is a surprise to people. Um, they may think of Harvard Divinity School as a place where you, you only do scholarship and they don't train ministers. On the other hand, some people think all we do is train people for ministry and theology, and it's not very scholarly. Um, so it's actually both, and you'll be in classes with people who are uh, practitioners uh, coming from professions that they want to you know, further uh, develop their understanding of religions and bring that back into their practice. You'll be in class with people who are coming straight from undergrad who are really you know, um, geared up and ready to do advanced level studies. You'll be in classes with doctoral candidates at Harvard University and sometimes even undergraduates. But just to keep it really interesting, you'll possibly be in class with people that don't go to Harvard. So we are a part of the Boston Theological Institute Consortium. And so anyway, the point is, it can be a very dynamic place inside of your seminars, inside of your classes. And this is a place where you have to set assumptions aside. Uh, what does ministry look like? What does scholarship look like? What does it mean to be a doctor who is you know, coming back to do religious studies, or an undergraduate student who really ultimately wants to be a lawyer, but is coming through uh, the study of religion and theology. Also in, uh, another fact about Harvard Divinity School is that we also have a lot of resources to support the work you do. We have a phenomenal field education program if you're planning to do the MDiv program. And field ed, I've said before, is you know, it's not completely an internship, but if that helps you think about what it might be like, um, and we have 200 uh, formal placements with agencies and organizations and hospitals and faith-based places throughout Boston Metro, but we also allow you to build your own field education experience. And you can do that even if you're not a Master of Divinity student. So if you have an opportunity, please take the time today to you know, go to lunch and maybe sit in on one of the hosted lunch tables and talk to some folks about what can you think about maybe doing here at HDS. Um, just quickly, I wanted to also just kind of let you know a little bit about our student body. You're going to hear from our associate director, Margaret Okada Sheck, and you're also going to hear from our associate dean, Timothy Welski. So I won't say a ton because they might have things they want to say. But just broadly, we do bring in uh, roughly 120 students each fall to Harvard Divinity School. The majority, uh, two-thirds approximately, are students pursuing the Masters of Theological Studies program. And if you've seen online, we do offer 18 different um, areas of focus, as well as uh, if you really know what you want to do and you know our curriculum, you could even design your own area of focus. About a third of those students are, are doing the Masters of Divinity, and a smaller percentage will be doing the Masters of Theology, or, or here as non-degree special students. Um, we also have a program right now, we're not accepting applications, but we may once again in the future for the whole scholars program. So if that's something you've heard of or are interested in, um, you know, we can certainly talk to you about that. Um, in terms of demographics, uh, it is a very diverse student body. About a third of our students are students of color. Uh, we have quite a few not first generation students, both undergrad and grad. 
uh, and about 12 to 15 percent in any given year are international students. Um, so again, you will have an opportunity to really expand your thinking on a lot of different subjects just by bumping up against the people who you're in school with here at Harvard Divinity School and Harvard-wide. Um, student body is you know, varied as well, pretty young at first glance, but in fact, um, it ranges from usually around 20 years old all the way up into the 70s. Um, I think one year we even got an application from an 80-year-old. So, um, you know, again, generational differences are great to also have in the classroom and to have for friends. Average age, though, is about 29. Um, and I've been asked, what do people do with this degree? It's interesting, you all are interested in it, but at the same time you're you know, wondering, what do I do with this? Uh, so people do a lot of different things, and um, Tim might talk to you about that more. If not right now, maybe later you can chat with him about that. He has a lot of statistics on what, what people end up doing with the degree. But broadly speaking, no surprise that many people want to go on and do teaching, university and college teaching. Um, but people also, again, want to do formal ministry, but we have people doing lay ministry. We have uh, students doing chaplaincy. And we also have students more and more going into the arts, news media and journalism, uh, community development and advocacy, public policy. Um, and because you can take classes at all of the graduate professional schools, you can supplement that curriculum you know, by taking courses at the Kennedy School of Government or the School of Public Health or even the medical school. Um, so it is a place where you can start to begin to explore and even build a resume and portfolio that puts you in a good position for the, uh, for the job market. We also have, and you'll see throughout the day, we have a lot of support for you from our student services division so we don't put it all on you. We do have a career services department and you'll have a chance to uh, meet Susan Lawler or sit in on uh, one of the sessions that she's giving for mid-career students. And I'm going to start winding down so Margaret can speak. Uh, but before I do that, I just wanted to quickly, uh, because we're not all here right now, these are some of our students who you'll hopefully meet them today. But uh, the, this is the admission staff, and you will see um, us around all day. So Sarah Guzzi, many of you might have met. She's out at the registration desk, and she's also holding office hours later today at 4 o'clock. John Raza, almost everyone has encountered in one way or another through emails, phone calls, or if you're a DivXer, he arranged your travel. Um, Tessa and Kate and, oh sorry, Tessa is listed twice. Tessa, Kate, and Julia are amazing graduate students. Yes, we do have typos, but nobody's perp. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, this is the bunk Harvard. We did this on purpose. Um, so we're just showing you we're just like everybody else. Um, so actually Tessa on the right is Julia. Um, so, but she doesn't know that. You'll tell her later. Um, anyway, I'm going to wind down because we'll be around for a while and I want to give it over to Margaret. Thank you so much. Okay, I will take full responsibility. Those typos are definitely mine. Full disclosure, I do have an infant and so I am just a little bit like sleep deprived. So I apologize. Oops. All right, we'll just be on that slide. Um, so again, my name is Margaret Okada Sheck. I am an Associate Director of Admissions, and I am absolutely thrilled that all of you are with us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the DevXers, to all of the prospective students that are in this space, um, because I would not be here if it weren't for all of you. So thank you. 
Um, you're going to get welcomed a lot from a lot of us, so I guess you're just going to get used to it. Um, it's an incredibly, incredibly busy day. Sorry, uh, maybe I'm, I'm a really loud person. So today is a really busy day. So please, we encourage all visitors to take a look through the day's events. That schedule is intense. It took us a long time to put together, but there is a ton of concurrent events going on throughout. If you flip to the back page of it, you will see a map of all, all the places you're supposed to, that you can go, including the academy and all the HDS buildings. If you, um, if, uh, sorry. Um, so if you are interested in panel discussions, all the panel discussions will be in this room. The lunch will be in the dining room. Um, the dining room's where you were earlier. Um, in addition, um, the reason, um, I, as Angela said, the reason we're in this space was the Norton Woods Conference Center um, at the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. It was because our main building, Sports Hall, is being undergoing a fantastic renovation. If you are interested in visiting a class, um, we do have um, current students who are, will be walking um, visitors. So please go, if there's a class on the schedule you're really interested in going to um, that's open, please go to the registration desk 15 minutes ahead of the, of, of the class, just to make sure that, unless it's otherwise marked on the schedule, just to make sure that you catch the folks that are going to be walking there. Um, we ask that all visitors please arrive to classes on time and stay for the entire duration of the class, just to minimize any disruption for the students that are there. Um, if you are storing luggage on site, hopefully you saw that it's in, the coat rooms are inside the, um, the, the, the restrooms here, and that um, you please pick up any luggage and any materials by 4.30. Everything in this building will probably wind down around 4 o'clock, but the registration table will be staffed the entire day until 4.30. So if you have any questions at all about the schedule, about logistics, about anything else, please go on ahead and, and um, uh, meet us at the registration table. Great, that's, so Tim. So now it's Tim Welski, the Assistant Dean for Enrollment and Student Services. Can I keep it on that picture? It's good. All right, thanks folks, and um, welcome. As everyone has said thus far, and will continue to say to you throughout the day, we're extremely happy to have you here. I'm not quite as loud a talker as Margaret, so I'll lean into the microphone a little <laughs> bit more. Um, part, partly what my role, of course, is to do is to brag on behalf of the admissions team and to thank them profusely for all the work that they have done. I know that you get to see a bunch of it um, directly, but there's so much that happens behind the scenes, too from designing signs and coordinating volunteers to hold those signs so you know where to go, uh, making all of the name tags, coordinating all the catering, uh, security, coordinating with the venue. Um, as Angela mentioned, we're in um, a hosted venue this year, uh, thanks to the American Academy of, of Arts and Sciences, who are our neighbors and were gracious enough to allow, allow us to use the space. But that, of course, um, led to lots more um, logistical considerations and, and challenges and things like that. So deep thanks to Angela, Margaret, John, and Sarah especially, as well as the graduate assistants and all of the volunteers, especially our current students who are here with us. Um, can we give them a, a big round of applause? <laughs> 
And, and like I mentioned, I want to thank um, the American Academy of Arts and Sciences for hosting us. Um, ironically, or oddly, I guess, um, I was here 12 years ago when I started uh, here at HDS, and we were also facing some construction on, on the campus. And so this is a bit of coming full circle. And they've been incredibly gracious to us. I hope that you um, have the chance while you're here today to go out on, on the walls um, outside of this auditorium and look at some of the letters of acceptance from some of the honorary inductees into the academy. Um, you'll see names like Reverend uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Willa Cather, T.S. Eliot, Albert Einstein, Colin Powell, and, and many others. And I think it's a really fitting um, way to sort of commemorate or reflect on what we're all here today um, for and the sort of discernment that you all are engaged in. I think many of you are probably here because you share some passion for social justice and some desire to change the world and to do good work in the world. And you might be wondering whether or not education or furthering your education, getting another degree, is the way to do that, and maybe more specifically whether or not an HDS degree is specifically the way to achieve those goals. Well, I think you can see a lot of testimonials from the examples that are on that wall of the power of education and what it can do for you, uh, the power it can um, harness to change systems, to overturn oppressive systems, to harness science to the betterment of humanity, to use the arts for the enrichment of society and for our individual lives. And so you can use those examples as kind of nourishment um, as you think about this potential path. What our goal is today, I hope, is to help explain some of the ways that HDS can be that source of inspiration, that source of, of growth um, for you. We don't know if it will be or not, but that's what we're here for. Um, it's a place that offers you about a thousand different options for what you can do. Um, and so we've kind of set up the event and set up the day in a way that represents that. So as you'll see through the schedule, there are many opportunities um, for you and you can sort of pick your own adventure. You can choose to have lunch with who you wanna have lunch with, you can sit in on a class, you can attend all the panels, you can learn about financial aid if you want to, you can learn about the admissions process, you can sit with someone who's a faculty member who you're really interested in and you'd like to um, explore their mind and, and see what this place is all about. So that's up to you. <clears throat> um, this is not the kind of environment where we have a set curriculum and sort of a structured way of progressing you through degrees within a particular tradition. This is a place that's built on richness of choice, academic rigor, uh, compassion um, for, for our justice goals and, and really allowing you to exercise your volition and, and your um, sense of interest and curiosity to direct that path. So apply that same sort of mentality to today and, and pick wisely. One of the things that's also kind of our goal in this, and I'm glad Angela already alluded to, is just to sort of de demystify Harvard a bit. Um, you probably have already noticed the people sitting in the chairs next to you, if you've had an opportunity to meet some of them, are just as brilliant as everyone else who you'll meet today. So. You know, I think we're bonded here by a passion and a direction, um, but we're normal people committed to an extraordinary uh, and you know, uncommon mission and, and goal. And so I think 
you know, I, I hope you see um, that this place is just full of people who have curiosity but make errors and are human and uh, down to earth and, and, and willing to support you, but also tremendously brilliant in, in, in certain ways, as you are. So it's a matter of just seeing whether or not those, so those interests and passions align. But I hope you get to see um, the real humanity in, in everyone who's here. Um, just a couple pieces of advice, I think, along those lines. So because there's a lot of choice, I think you should really make of it what you will and talk to as many people as possible. Even if you're an introvert like me and many of us, you know, get out there and talk to folks, do that networking word, um, you know, and, and get out and, and, and meet people. Talk to our current students, talk to staff members, talk to faculty members. Um, take in everything that they have to say. It's the best way of getting to know what the actual experience of being here will be like. But also, I want to let you know, take things with a grain of salt. Um, your experience is not theirs, and their experience is not yours. So <clears throat> one of the aspects of this place is it, its size. And we are relatively big for um, you know, our, 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 our type of school, graduate school in the study of religion and theology. 40 MDiv students in the average cohort and about 80 um, average students in the MTS cohort. So that's a pretty good size, but actually that's quite small you know, as far as communities go. So if you think about yourselves as a potential group of incoming students, you will change this place in ways that you can't predict and we cannot predict. You'll put your stamp on it, um, you will direct it, you'll shape it, you'll shape the conversations that happen in and out of the classroom, um, you'll change the trajectory of the institution. So know that you have the, uh, the power and the volition um, and the responsibility uh, to come and do that. Um, and so what this place is in this moment is not necessarily the place it will be um, a year from now. One of the things that's exciting about that change is the fact that we are actually renovating our main campus building, which is now called Swartz Hall. In that space, we're designing incredible community and convening spaces that we've never had before. Opportunities for community building, connection, uh, conferences, uh, seminars, conversations between friends, all of that's gonna be built into the space. A multi-faith space that actually meets the needs of our pluralistic and multi-faith community, uh, and many improvements and changes that are gonna improve our classrooms in addition to more accessible offices. So this is going to be a, a, a changed place, not only because of you, but because of our, because of our physical surroundings. Another piece of um, advice I, I think is, you know, that you need to think very intentionally about your choices here. People come to HDS for very intentional reasons. This is a pluralistic multi-faith environment where you come with the intention of studying with others who maybe don't share your belief system, don't share your, your training or your discipline or your faith belief or your identities. Um, you come to this environment because you want to engage in, in that sort of uh, atmosphere and, and learning. So do that today. You know, uh, meet, meet with each other and find out the reasons why others are seeking uh, this particular opportunity. And then the last bit before I introduce the dean, I just want to put in a plug for our wonderful staff. So I um, serve as the associate dean for enrollment and student services, which means I get to work with the departments of career services, student life, religious and spiritual life, admissions, registrar, and financial aid. 
Um, many of those things, I know those are not the reasons why you would come to HDS. We are not the famous people that you are here to see, um, but it's also a tremendous resource for you and um, shouldn't be taken for granted that we have such committed staff, many of whom have been here for uh, a decade or more um, serving, serving this institution and providing wisdom and guidance and compassion and counsel uh, to students who have embarked on this, in this endeavor. I will put in a special plug for what Angela mentioned about career services and sort of vocational discernment while you're here. I do um, take statistics of, of those paths. I survey our students 10 years after graduation, five years after graduation, and one. And I'm very happy to say and proud to say that 10 years after graduation, 90% of our graduates are doing the work that they want to do, which is incredible. Um, the thing is, that's incredibly diverse work. Some of them want to do nonprofit management. Uh, some are going into the law. Some are going into medicine. Some are pursuing graduate school. Some are in ministry in its many, many forms. So you can be, can be pretty assured that this is a fantastic path and fantastic training for the work that you want to do. The work will still be on you to decide what that path is, but we will help you every step of the way and support you. So with that said, I want to move on to introducing the star of the show. Um, Dean Hempton is the dean here of Divinity. He's also the Alonzo L. McDonald Family Professor of Evangelical Studies and the John Lord O'Brien Professor of Divinity. He was appointed to Dean of Harvard Divinity School in July 12, after joining the Faculty of Divinity in the spring of 2007. Dean Hempton is a social historian of religion with expertise in populist traditions of evangelicalism in Europe, North America, and beyond, and is a fellow of the Royal Historical Society. He received his BA at Queen's University Belfast and his PhD at the University of St. Andrews. In 2008, he was awarded as our outstanding teacher. Uh, so please welcome Dean David Hempton, who is our fearless leader and his compassion and integrity and intellect is unmatched by any. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, I'm really glad a picture didn't come up there. <laughs> I'm enough trouble. Um, yeah, so I'm David Hempton, Dean of the Divinity School. Thank you so much for that introduction. And thanks everyone for their work in putting together today's uh, terrific uh, program. Um, I, um, I stopped on the way in to register and discovered these <laughs> wonderful balls. Anybody got one here? Okay, so you'll see on it that it says, Harvard Divinity School, make a world of difference. So this is how we make a world of difference. The first thing I want you to notice is that there's no Ireland on this map. <laughs> We've just taken Ireland out. Uh, I'm from Ireland, <laughs> so I feel this loss very deeply. <laughs> I mean, look at it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's no Ireland on this map. <laughs> I've never seen a map of the world before with no Ireland on it. I, I, the second thing is that there's now only one island in New Zealand. <laughs> and really, the islands have been merged in New Zealand. Anybody here from New Zealand? You're fortunate. Um, <laughs> but so these are absolutely useless for <laughs> making a world of difference. 
Um, but they are very good for juggling with uh, because they're nice and soft and they don't... Um, so I have a video. I, I, I did juggle on the way in. I, I, I would have done it here, but, I, but I'm not going to. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks so much for your uh, interest in coming here, for making the effort um, to be here and find out more about who we are and how we can help you fulfill your aspirations. Uh, we'd have been delighted to host you in our main campus building, but as has uh, already been said, it's, um, uh, it's not looking so good at the moment. <laughs> I've been in that building. You do not want to be in that building right now. But in a year's time, it will be beautiful, um, and you will be the first class to be in that building. We're hoping that it will be all ready by December uh, next year and January uh, 2021. So in the meantime, we have to put up with this very substandard space in the American Academy of Religion, which we've um, uh, made a bid to take over, because uh, someone has to. Um, so, um, yeah, so thanks for being here on this very uh, sunny day. Um, uh, the temperature never gets colder than this in Boston. Um, 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 some of our competitors will talk to you about snow and things, but it never happens. I've never seen snow here. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so do try and make good use of the day. Today's panel presentations and conversations with faculty, staff and students are really great resources to get to know our school better and its programs. You will hear from faculty about the degree programs and from students and administrators about student life and services available at HDS to support our students. You'll have the opportunity to meet with faculty over lunch, including me, I'll be there for uh, lunch and to pose uh, some of your questions more directly and more one-on-one. -on -one. Um, this afternoon you'll be able to visit the Center for the Study of World Religions, which is a really great resource on our campus. It was founded way back in 1960 and really became the premier place for uh, studying world religions in uh, North America and has had a really big impact on our school. Um, uh, our school has moved in that direction towards a more uh, diverse engagement with world, religion, uh, world religious traditions. So please enjoy your visit there. Uh, do visit classes, learn more about ministry preparation, um, find out more about admissions and financial aid. Um, um, and there will be opportunities too for community engagement or during noon service, community tea and over lunch. So do make the most of the day. I'd like just to spend a few minutes highlighting some of the things I believe that make uh, HDS unique or a good place for you to um, um, uh, uh, possibly come to. And um, so why Harvard and why Harvard Divinity School? Um, um, why not? Um, <laughs> so here are four reasons why you might want to consider uh, uh, joining us. Uh, the first is uh, in, uh, intellectual opportunity, which I uh, call Illuminate. The second is engagement with the, great, uh, with the religious dimensions of the great issues of our time, which I uh, call engage. Um, a third is preparation for the future and a life of service, which I call serve. <clears throat> and the fourth is a commitment to diversity, inclusion, and belonging, which uh, I give the, the word belong to. So first of all, intellectual opportunity and illuminate. HDS is a great school, I think, in a great university, in a great city. Um, it is a great school largely because it is in a great university. 
Um, situating the study of religion in the context of a great university, I think, increasingly matters. Uh, it gives us access to uh, all kinds of language preparation. It gives us access to um, a huge array of courses in um, a Faculty of Arts and Sciences and the other graduate schools. Um, so there are real, real advantages um, in coming to a divinity school that's situated in a bigger university. I, I, I'd say that categorically, and of course, that, that will be true of some of the other places you'll be visiting, but I would pay attention to that. I do think there are real advantages in that. We have a clear mission, which is to educate scholars of religion for intellectual leadership, professional service, and ministry. Our aim is to create a divinity school in which scholars and professionals from around the globe research and teach religions from around the globe in service of a, uh, of a just world at peace across religious and cultural divides. That's our mission statement. And our motto is to illuminate, engage, and serve. And we know that our alums and our community are committed to those values. In the recent QS World Ratings of Graduate Schools, Harvard is ranked the best place in the world to study religion and theology. And that's something we're very proud of and very keen to, um, uh, to keep building on. We're anything but complacent. As you know, Harvard is America's oldest university and one of the great universities in the world. It is an extraordinary place. Um, and I can say that as someone who came to it relatively late in my academic career, so I've not always been at Harvard, I've been at many other places. The Divinity School not only has its own rich history and traditions, but we're situated in a university, in a university city really, of 10 schools and a major research institute. It gives us a better chance to answer the big religion and questions. Um, because there's just so much more expertise available in places like the Kennedy School of Government, business school, the law school, the graduate school of design, the school of public health, the medical school, and so on. There's always something amazing happening here. It's a place really where you can be doing something every single evening um, uh, that's uh, intellectually stimulating and creative. I know because I get to do most of the, a lot of those things, uh, <laughs> willing or not. Um, um, but it is a place where there uh, are amazing things happening. We're also members of the Boston Theological Institute, which opens up another feast of opportunities for courses and conversations across uh, uh, greater Boston. Um, uh, with places like Boston College and Boston University, uh, which also have these amazing faculty and, uh, and, uh, and course programs and curriculum. We're also very much part of President Bacow's One Harvard vision, and we, we are busily developing connections with other schools at Harvard. We have faculty who have joint appointments. Uh, we have uh, bridge links with other schools. And all of these we're trying to build uh, even stronger. Our alums, and I meet a lot of our alums in my travels, pay tribute to the scale of opportunity to take courses throughout Harvard. Also, our academic mission is supported and facilitated by one of the world's great library systems. Uh, it is the best university library system in the world. It was uh, 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 over 70 libraries and over 20 million volumes. It is a remarkable resource for teachers and students alike. And it may seem to you at the moment that this isn't such a big deal. So Harvard's a place with a lot of books. I'm not going to be reading 20 million. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, but it is really, really important, I think, as a teacher. Uh, and I've taught, as I've said, in many other university settings. 
it's a phenomenal resource to have that um, um, uh, backup of, um, uh, of uh, reading and study space uh, available. It is just a fantastic place to be a student and a scholar. I mean, someone who um, you know, tries to write books in a bunch of different uh, areas. I found it really uh, to be a, a, a remarkable place. And it's a remarkable place for a teacher because you know you can assign materials or research projects with every chance of them being successful. So if you do get a chance to take a tour of the library uh, today, uh, do, do take it. You will also have access to America's foremost innovation lab on the campus of the business school. And this is something I'd really uh, direct your attention to. Um, it's a place which helps students from every part of Harvard construct, refine, and propagate their creative and innovative ideas. Um, and students from the Divinity School have benefited from this in the past, and we'd like many more to benefit uh, from it. Um, it's free, it's open. Um, um, you will get expert support for whatever project you're interested in developing. It is just a fantastic resource. Um, which I really commend to you. Google it, look it up, figure it out, see if you want to make use of it. You will also come to a place with a distinguished faculty who are at the forefront of their subjects and disciplines. We are currently expanding our faculty in important areas, which I can talk about one-to-one uh, uh, you know, -one with you. Every year, we also have exciting visiting professors from all over the United States and the world come to HDS to teach and do their research. Um, particularly important, I think, is that uh, through the Women's Studies and Religion program, we get five research associates come to our campus each year. Uh, they uh, produce a book, they teach a class, um, and it is, uh, over the years, there's been well over a hundred of these, uh, uh, mostly women, who have come um, uh, to our campus and really transformed in important ways the teaching around women and religion, uh, not just in this country, but internationally as well. It is a fantastic program, and you get a chance to study with people that just ordinarily we wouldn't be able to recruit and hire and, and have on our campus more permanently. And we also have invested quite a lot in bringing people to our campus on a more permanent basis over the last uh, uh, several years who do help us think about uh, bigger issues in our world around social justice and political culture and the environment and climate change. Um, um, uh, Cornell West is a professor of practice here now at the Divinity School. E.J. Dion, the Washington Post columnist and a kind of genius in religion and political culture uh, who we share with the Kennedy School. And Terry Tempest Williams, our writer in residence, is one of the world's great writers on the environment and um, uh, what we're doing to it. Um, and we've got all, all kinds of other visitors lined up. Uh, uh, Judith Liu, the president of the British Academy's Religion and Theology section, will be coming next uh, couple of years to teach New Testament here. Um, and we, we try and keep refreshing our faculty in ways that really make a difference. So the first point really is that it is an intellectually exciting place. It's, it's not a place you'll be intellectually bored at. Uh, it, it really isn't. In fact, the opposite. You will have to spend a lot of time just figuring out um, what to say yes to, what to say no to, how to protect your personal time, and so on. The second is engagement. This is self-evidently an important moment in our national and global affairs. We all know that. <clears throat> and it's an important time <clears throat> to be thinking creatively about the great issues of our time <clears throat> around religion and political culture, religion, conflict, and peace building, climate change, and the environment, 
international refugee crisis, racial justice and multiple discriminations, including mass incarceration and gun violence, <clears throat> the future of democratic institutions, and ethics and public life, and so on. These are tough challenges, but tough challenges can help us become more committed to realistic solutions. And sometimes, even with tough challenges, things can get better. I was sitting in a seat where you're sitting now, and back in 1970, going up to Queen's University in Belfast, just on the eve of the troubles, which cost uh, 4,000 lives uh, uh, during um, uh, the next uh, 20 years uh, in a city which became one of the most violent cities in the world in, in Belfast. Um, and it was a, a setting where you are now. It, 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 the troubles had just been going for a year. Um, it was clearly going to be a violent and unhappy time, which it was. Um, but there was something about that experience which taught me to care, to commit, to become interested, to figure things out. It's really how I got into academic life, actually. I did my PhD on <clears throat> evangelicalism and anti-Catholic politics, which seemed to be really an important thing to be studying in the context of Northern Ireland. Um, so although the, this, these are tough moments and they're not pleasant moments in the history of uh, this country uh, and indeed of the wider world, um, it is a time when I think uh, uh, we do need to pay attention, to care, to become committed, to figure things out, to take a stand. Um, so we are going to need more leaders who are religiously literate, who have a deep desire to make the world a better place. Um, and we're committed to helping you think about these issues um, uh, and to make a contribution. So we do engage in topical conversations about the big issues surrounding religion in the modern world. This semester alone, we have honored the passing of Toni, Toni Morrison and had a showing of her um, um, uh, a film made about her life just shortly before she passed away over the summer called The Pieces I Am, which is a remarkable film. If you get a chance to see it, please do watch it. Um, and we uh, you know, helped see a book in the publication around Toni Morrison. Um, and her Ingersoll lecture here at the Divinity School. She became a, a, a good friend of our school. Um, um, and that book, uh, Toni Morrison, uh, Goodness in the Literary Imagination, which was the title of her <coughs> Ingersoll lecture and contains one of the very last interviews of her before she died, um, is a book that I think you would enjoy reading. And we had a, an evening celebrating the publication of that book as well. We're also sponsoring a, a major film series uh, entitled The Politics of the Unseen, Exploring the Moral Imagination. And two films have been uh, shown already on that with producers and people from the film there. Um, the Great Hack was the first one, which tells the story of Cambridge Analytica, um, which really was involved in hacking in important ways, uh, both the Brexit vote and the recent American election. Um, and we had a film showing just on Monday uh, on the two popes. Um, um, uh, also had conferences this year on Islam in Africa, <clears throat> race, religion, and colonialism, religion and the poetic imagination, um, lectures around the, um, um, the year of indigenous languages. Um, so there's always something uh, interesting going on sponsored by our faculty. Um, so that's the second one, engagement and, and helping to engage. The third is preparing for the future, what I call service. 
Whatever the program you choose, we do have a strong record here of placing our students, whether in field education programs in the United States and beyond, or in the top doctoral programs in the United States and beyond, or in full-time employment. You've heard the statistics that uh, Tim Wilski quoted earlier about uh, our graduates 10 years in. Um, HDS also has a vigorous alumni network. Check out videos online, over 100 of which, in which former alums talk about their time at HDS, their career paths, which sometimes led them towards unforeseen, wonderful directions. I mean, you, you may have very clearly formulated plans right now, you may not, um, but whatever they are or are not, the chances are they will change <clears throat> uh, when you get here and spend some time here. So do um, um, think about your preparation for the future, uh, what this step looks like in that direction, and do figure out as much as you can in consultation with the people you will meet today. The final thing I will say uh, is, is, is around uh, diversity and inclusion and belonging. You, you will come to an already diverse and eclectic place. It, the Divinity School is probably the most religiously diverse divinity school in the United States, and we would love it to be even more diverse than it is. This is something we want to pay more and more attention to. So please come and add to that diversity and leave your own mark at HDS. Several years ago, the then Harvard president, Drew Faust, commissioned a university-wide task force on inclusion and belonging. As part of that task force's remit, the university recently con conducted a pulse survey, a kind of taking the pulse survey um, on belonging throughout the entire university, students, faculty, and staff. And around about half the university participated in that. It was a very big take up on the survey. Um, um, uh, now the results, which have just been published a, a, a week ago, both uh, brought both good and bad news for us. And this is a Harvard-wide, so it's not just the Divinity School. The good news is that around three quarters of people at Harvard, uh, students, staff, and faculty, feel like they belong here. The bad news, of course, is that a quarter do not uh, feel that uh, strongly. So we have hard work to do around this, um, and especially around those three words, diversity, inclusion, and belonging. And belonging is uh, maybe the toughest word of all of those um, because it's a, it's a word that resonates with um, uh, acceptance uh, of um, uh, being treated with respect. Um, I did think quite a lot about this belong word actually and wrote a piece for the uh, uh, Divinity School, which I think is on the website right now, which if you get a chance to read, or I'd love to talk it over with you. Because uh, something I'd, uh, as someone, I mean, I don't want to overdo this, but I, I, I was the uh, first of my family ever to go to college um, from a very kind of working class, East Belfast background. And belonging at higher educational institutions, if you're from a different kind of background, whatever that different kind of background is, is sometimes hard. Um, education institutions, especially elite ones like this, kind of just saunter on and they're, you know, there's a kind of uh, intellectual uh, uh, privilege which comes from uh, being in campuses like this and we need to pay more attention to that and ensure that everyone who comes to a place like Harvard or Harvard Divinity School feels that they really belong here and belong is a big word. It, it resonates with very deep things of acceptance and 
feeling that you're in the right place and that people respect you um, and that whatever, you, whatever background or tradition that you come from, that that's treated uh, with equal respect with everyone else. Uh, it's very important uh, that that happens. So there's both good news and bad news in that survey. So come and help make the bad news part of it um, much less um, prevalent. So we're far from perfect here at the Divinity School. Just like the world in which we live, we are a work in progress. We make mistakes, we sometimes fall on our face, um, but we do want to be better and we're trying to be better. We have long, strong traditions of intellectual excellence uh, around the, the great religious traditions of the world and building connections with these big religion and questions. But we know we have work to do and I'd like to welcome you into that community to help us do uh, the best job we can. So thank you so much for listening. <clears throat> Enjoy your visit to HDS. Um, <clears throat> I'll see you over lunch. Um, um, is there time for any questions or do you need, not, we need no. to move on? So, I, but I will be around, um, so please do, um, you know, if you have questions about things that I've said, um, uh, do come and ask me directly uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll hang around a, a good bit over lunch so that I'll try and meet as many of you as I can. So thank you so much and welcome to HDS. Thank you.